Welcome to Movies in the Buff in this week's edition of The Storyboard, where we share industry news, save a streaming movie from a waterfall. And give you all a preview of next week's movie, <laughs> Inglorious Bastards. Our final movie, our Quentin Tarantino month. <laughs> and now for the news. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Why is that movie near water? Why, why? Is it on a hike? Oh, was it? I was like trying to think of some metaphor of like trying to like wade, you know, pick something out of. How of... dangerous are waterfalls? <laughs> have you, you ever fallen off a waterfall? No, have exactly. you? Exactly. They're dangerous. <laughs> oh, man. So for my news, uh, recent Emmy winner Jason Bateman. Yeah. Is which can we talk just briefly sidetrack for a second? He won Best Director. Yeah. Over all of the Game of Thrones directors. Yeah, it's probably a little bit of probably a lot of splitting votes. Yeah. Because um, like the long night should have won Best Director just for the yeah, feat of what happened. So many viewers, so many voters in the Emmys are old. Yeah. And if you can't see it, right. is it really directed that well? Like mm. Who lets that go to press if you can't see the fucking thing? Well, you and I have talked about it. Like, Yes, we saw it. Yeah. And you shouldn't compromise. Right. But for those people watching on screeners, watching on their Roku stick, on their CR, you know, CRT TV. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, and Ozark is more accessible. Ozark's also a fucking awesome it's show. It's brilliant. Yeah, not to take anything away from him at all. Anyway. Yeah. He is now set to direct and help write and create the script with Ryan Reynolds for Clue. Ooh. The, re- the remake of the movie Clue. Interesting. <laughs> Which I just find fascinating. It was like, of all the pre-existing IP that we need to redo. Yeah. Or that we've chosen to redo. Why this? Are we really going to this well? Like, do Scrabble. Like... <laughs> They did make do, Angry Birds do risk, movies. Do yeah. something else. Right. Um, but I am excited because the idea of Jason Bateman and Ryan Reynolds developing a script together with the writers from Deadpool oh, as nice. well. Um, and then Jason Bateman directing could be really fun. Oh, absolutely. It could be really fun. And the, it could be game night. Uh, all right. So my movie news is in regards to a new cinematic universe that's popping up. And I'm very excited about it. It's the Hasbro cinematic <laughs> universe, which means that Power Rangers and Transformers and G.I. Joe are all going to have reboots and have a cinematic universe. G.I. Joe could be cool. Are you kidding me? Power Rangers and G.I. Joe together? And- G.I. Joe is a much better property than Power Rangers. No, I don't know, man. Like, there's so, there's more nuance. I mean, there's a lot of nuance to the Power Ranger property because there are a billion different <laughs> yeah, right. incarnations of it. The question becomes: I mean, you and I did Power Rangers, and we both talked about me more than you. Uh, the the expressed 
how a sequel to that movie could be really good. Yeah, that's um, true. And so the the real question is, do they build on the the Power Rangers property that they they already started, or do they start over from scratch, a la all of the Spider Man movies, and now all of the Batman movies, and all of the Spider Man movies again, and then all the Batman movies again, right? And again, like, again, again. Yeah, like. Uh, so that that's kind of the, the question. It's not. It's not. Again, it's still uh, all in 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 talks and rumors. But um, they're they're basically saying that Hasbro uh, is is developing a Power Rangers transformer Power Rangers slash Transformers film, and that if everything is done correctly, the other Hasbro properties would then join them, which includes ROM and Micronauts. Hasbro also happens to own G.I. Joe as well as M.A.S.K. So we could see there could be G.I. Joe versus Transformers, Megazord versus Devastator, all these like other things. For me, um, you know, Hasbro acquired Power Rangers from uh, Saban. So like it wasn't an original uh, Hasbro thing. When I was growing up, I clearly was very into Power Rangers, but I was never really in into Transformers, G.I. Joe, or oh, any of those yeah, toys. I was. Oh, you were. Yeah. yeah, I had all I had every freaking Power Rangers toy. Watched all not not all the different incarnations, but the Mighty Morphin series. Right. And I never I never got into the Transformers series because I think the the Transformers series was the cartoon by that point. Yep. And for me, I was like, well, I'm going to watch the Batman cartoon over the, the Transformers cartoon because the Transformers Beast Wars was good too. Beast Wars I did enjoy, but it was sort of like, oh, this is cool. Oh, Batman's on. Yeah. Kind of thing. Uh, so for me, the the excitement about this whole thing isn't so much about uh, the, the whole HCU, Hasbro Cinematic Universe, uh, uh, but more that like, the potential of hopefully building on the Power Rangers movie because I think there was a lot to be mined from that. So we'll see. I mean, it's it's clearly a, as we learned from George Lucas and all of that. Like toys make money, so yeah, creating a new cinematic universe or whatever with all of these toy with a toy company like this should have been done first. You know, right? Kind of wild. So that's my news. Great. Bye. No, <laughs> kidding. Take it away, Ron. Well, for all of us here at Channel 4 News, I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, San Diego. And thanks for stopping by. But mainly, stay classy. Welcome to another edition of Streaming in the Buff. So, uh, like we've been mentioning the last couple of weeks, we're not going to do this the rest of the season, but uh, uh, if you've been listening to our uh, Streaming in the Buff uh, storyboard episodes from last season, uh, we're changing it up this year. We're doing, uh, we're just kind of, like Brett mentioned, uh, saving streaming movies from waterfalls uh, in order for you to watch them. <laughs> um, Listen. I love it. I Just love keeping it. it interesting. I love it. Keeping them on our toes. Uh, yeah, no, we're, we're instead of focusing on one specific movie uh, and and breaking that down in sort of different categories. Uh, this this season, we're gonna just sort of like, oh man, I almost just said drain the swamp. Oh. Uh, <laughs> We're just gonna, you know, sort of, you know, shine a spotlight on on stuff to try and just 
weed out some of you. There's just so much content out there right now. So like when you're scrolling through uh, any of the streaming services, you can just be like, oh yeah, that one. Uh, So these are kind of stuff that we're excited about or stuff that we want to watch or have watched or, or whatever. So that's what we're doing this, this season. Brett. Yes. You like movies. Mm, Debatable. You enjoyed watching things. Also debatable. (laughs) While playing switch. (laughs) Not debatable. Not debatable. <laughs> <laughs> what you got this month, this week? Um, so mine's an oldie but goodie. It's been recently re-released on HBO streaming platform. Uh, however, you get your HBO either on demand or via HBO Go or now or soon to be HBO Max. Well, Max is in addition to right, oh, right. <clears throat> anyway, in any <laughs> any event, yeah. Um, Black Swan has showed Ooh, back up uh, nice. in the streaming world. And it's a, a it's a, it's a movie that I just really love. I, I really love what Darren Aronofsky did with it. Um, and of course, for those of you that may not know and missed the cultural phenomena around it when it happened, um, stars Natalie Portman and Mila Kunis uh, and Vincent Cassell. Um, and um, it is about ballerinas in mm-hmm. Swan Lake. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> is that f- what it's about? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what it's about. No, yeah. um, but it's about a lot of other things. It just happens to be underscore, you know, set in in the world of Swan Lake with right. the score of Tchaikovsky. Um, so and it's a really fascinating movie. Um, and I would say that you, if you haven't watched Darren Aronofsky's stuff to this point, if you've missed the other movies that he's done this is a great entry point mm-hmm. and will open up the world to Requiem for a Dream and Pi mm-hmm. um, and and some of his others more uh, obscure. He did Mother recently. Right. Um, some of his more, uh, I Didn't would say. Didn't he do uh, The Wrestler? That was Aronofsky, yeah. right? Yep. Which we talked entry. about on this pod. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say The Wrestler and Black Swan are his most like mainstream situations. Uh, also known as movies. <laughs> 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 um, oh man but uh now it's your turn <laughs> good thank you that's a black swan reference yeah true it's my turn oh, man we Natalie should... portman is awesome in that movie she is so good in that movie and really rough not in like a negative like as an actor way but just oh, yeah it's rough it's good so good uh i i, I too am gonna do a little throwback stars uh, right now has Pleasantville on uh, on streaming, and I'll tell you what I there are definitely some problems with that movie, and there are some things that are like very dated and and whatnot. But I've never seen it. It is so worth the watch, if nothing else, for Jeff Daniels. He is incredible in that movie; brings me to tears, and uh, and is just beautiful and the score is really beautiful uh for those of you who don't know it's basically based on the idea that uh there's a show called pleasantville which is basically leave it to beaver any of those type of classic shows all in black and white in that picture perfect house and the picture perfect thing and all these things and in the modern times of 1998 or whatever whenever it was made right um a brother and sister get transported into the world of the show and all in black and white and as they start to bring um as they start to bring the modern eye to the world uh things start to appear in color 
uh, and things start to change in color. So the cinematography is really beautiful and sure. the choice of all of that. It It's interesting watching it now uh, because it, there are parts that can be a little on the nose of like when certain people in the town uh, turn all in color, the people still in black and white have the sign up that says no coloreds. You sure. Know, that kind of thing. <clears throat> there are no people of color in the movie, uh, which is a an interesting thing, but also makes sense because in the Leave It to Beavers and all that, there are no people of color in those either. But it's an interesting sort of like yeah. fight of like, where is the representation? But if the anyway, in any event, in any it is it is very worth watching. And and like I said, William H Macy is also in it. Um, and and Jeff Daniels is sublime in that movie. So that's on Stars right now. And that's I recently rewatched that and. Don Knotts is one of his last movies, um, is in that movie as well. So it's great. Toby Maguire, Reese Witherspoon. Good stuff. You know, I actually think I have seen that. Movie. And Paul Walker. Yep. I have seen that movie. Yeah. I don't remember it very well at all. Yeah. But I definitely have seen that movie. It'd be an interesting movie to do in this podcast because I feel like I'm a hundred percent certain that we would be on opposite ends of the spectrum on that movie. <laughs> because there are, when I, it was so funny. I was rewatching it recently and I was, and I just had like your voice in my head a little bit of like, what would Brett think of this moment? Like, because I, I mean, it's easy for me to get swept up in the emotion of it. And when the scores, you know, as we figured out with Danny Elfman last, last year and all that stuff, but just in general, like I'm able to disconnect in, in certain ways and, and forgive certain plot lines and all this kind of stuff and, and get swept away by the, the colors and the music and the whatever. And so I would be interested if you, if you were to watch it again, to, to get your take on like, what would, you know, because I, I really do think it's 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 a it's awesome. a good movie. Yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, that's it. Bingo, bango, bongo. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> the end. Join us for the following previews. Pen Hut! I'm putting together a special team. We're going to be doing one thing and one thing only. Killing Nazis. Sound good? Yes, sir! I'm gonna assume you know who we are. Everybody in the German army's heard of you. You probably heard we ain't in the prisoner taking business. We in the killing Nazi business. And cousin, business is a booming. <laughs> if you ever wanna eat a sauerkraut sandwich again, take your wiener schnitzel leg and finger and point out on this map what I wanna know. I respectfully refuse. Hey Donnie! Guy's German here wants to die for country. Oblige him. An American Secret Service outfit lives deep behind enemy lines. The Germans call them the bastards. These Yanks have been them the devil. We're all tickled to hear you say that. The Germans are throwing a gala premiere. In attendance will be most of the German high command. You'll rendezvous with our double agent. She'll take it from there. You're getting us in that premiere. It's suicide. What else are we gonna do? Go home? What's the plan? We punch those goons out, take their machine guns, and burst them in there blasting. Is that the plan? That's about it. Or not. There's something you don't know. 
Hitler is attending the premiere. Getting a whack on Adolf makes this a horse of different color. We have all our rotten eggs in one basket. The objective of the operation, blow up the basket. Something you can't take off. You're getting pretty good at that. You're now in the hands of the SS. My hands, to be exact. Yes, 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 yes. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this week's edition of The Storyboard. Be sure to join us this Monday, October 28th, as we close out our Quentin Tarantino month with Inglorious Bastards. I can't even begin to tell you how much I'm excited to, about, to watch this movie. I love it so much. Uh, and also, join me. Uh, I don't know if you all remember John O'Connor. You all should, because he had some awesome episodes. He was our first guest host ever with Stand By Me. He also then guest hosted a month last season where we did comic book movies. And he was our guest host when we had the epic, epic Muppet Christmas Carol last Christmas. He started a podcast called The Spectacular Show, and he had me on there, and we got to talk about Disney's Robin Hood, which, if any of you know me, is my all-time favorite little kid movie ever. I love Robin Hood so much. So it was a super fun time. The show is awesome. It's hilarious. He, Of course it is. It's John O'Connor. So make sure you go check that out. Again, The Spectacular Show. You can find that on Apple Music and Podomatic and Stitcher and Google Play. Uh, so yeah, check that out and check us out at Facebook and Instagram at movies in the buff, Twitter at buff movies. You can email us at watching movies in the buff at gmail.com and please rate review, subscribe. You have no idea how much that helps push our numbers up. And if you like the show, rate review, subscribe pretty easy. Click it's like takes like two seconds to push those buttons. That's it. So do it. I'm just kidding. We love you all. All right. We'll see you on Monday. Humphrey. Take us home. Hilton, I'm no good at being noble, but it doesn't take much to see that the problems of three little people don't amount to a hill of beans in this crazy world. Someday you'll understand that. Now, now. He's looking at you, kid.